0: Action. Lights. Camera. Action. (laughs) I'm here with Rebecca Payne. Do you know you have the same last name as my older sister?
1: You've told me that multiple times, (laughs) baby. Because
0: she got married and to a pain that, like, apparently you don't know. You're not related. I mean, I'm sure y'all are related somehow, right? I don't
1: know everything in the (laughs) world.
0: Is there a lot of pains? I mean, I mean, there there is a lot of pain.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome to our little podcast thing where we're gonna be asking each other random questions. I'm gonna say it's mine because I've never had one before, but it really isn't. Okay. It's just we're just it can be
0: yours (laughs) it can we're gonna go back and forth yes yes yeah rebecca's a communications major and she was born to podcast (laughs) is that right
1: absolutely not (laughs) no
0: you're pretty good at it thank you i mean you're running the cameras and stuff and doing the podcast at the same time so
1: so many walkthroughs were needed to get to this point
0: what are we supposed to talk about right now
1: that's a great question. Well, I'm we, going to put it on you.
0: We have to talk about God in one of it. Like, let's, you want to yeah. pray? You yeah. You can pray us in. Okay. Rebecca Payne praying us really in. Loud. Okay.
1: Um, hey, God, thank you so much for giving us this opportunity just to have fun. Um, help us to have really good conversation. Just get to know each other better, really. And if anyone's watching, please just, if. you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> comfort them after the fact yes, it's God. gonna be rough thank anyways you. love you guide um thanks <laughs> thank <laughs> you
0: jesus well i don't know if that was the ultimate <laughs> prayer <laughs> nothing against you i think we we've had some distraction going so thank you jesus for allowing us to be here um yeah what were we talking about before you were like interviewing me for a project about like why yeah i started a project yeah so
1: i okay. had a project due for my comm class actually where i had to um, do some sort of media I chose a podcast because I knew you and I was like, maybe they can help me with this Yeah, so I was just interviewing about interviewing you about how you got into podcasting Do you want to continue
0: that? I think that'd yeah. be fun.
1: Well, okay I'm just gonna first ask off the basic question. Okay. How'd you get into it? Because I don't think a lot of people know that it was really interesting
0: Mmm. How did I get into it? Yeah, so I, I What I said in the other episode is it kind of started with working at men's warehouse i mean it started way before then we could take it way back let's go Um, back to day one do you want to go back to day one seriously
1: absolute zero Mm. like that's where we're starting like beginning of time
0: okay i think it starts with you know growing up in elementary school and being dyslexic but also being in like this program called quest which is like the creative gifted program and so like i have this like duality going on so i'm like in special education classes but i'm also in the advanced like creative classes and so i saw both sides of the coin so like i could relate with pretty much anyone because while i was not able to read until i was about 10 years old i was also like giving these like in-depth presentations as a little elementary schooler and that led me into competing in this competition called deca in high school and I went to internationals both years. I actually got the trophies right behind me, if y'all can mm-hmm. see them. So fancy. Um, yeah, I competed in internationals with China and Canada and a couple other countries and did really well, and that was in entrepreneurship stuff, and why I think I did well was, for one, having that, you know, uh, the <laughs> the long years of doing presentations already, but I watched a lot of Shark Tank, <laughs> 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 and then uh, it was—it's like Shark Tank. So if you want to know what the competitions were like, it was like going on Shark Tank, but just mat- more high scale of students, and you know, not as serious as Shark Tank. But I mean, still serious, but I mean, it's high schoolers. Um, what am I even saying? <laughs> <laughs>
1: so yeah. r- transition to podcasting, like, so that got you into?
0: Yeah. Well. What I found w- that made me be able to excel was being able to, I didn't, couldn't really memorize long presentations. Well, everybody else would memorize their presentation. I would just key off of my board and I knew about enough about my subject that I was like conversating and having a conversation with the person I was presenting to. Yeah. And so, so you it,
1: just kind of made it up like as you were going
0: as far as the timing and what I exactly I said yes but as far as the content itself no like I just knew what I was talking about and that made it more dynamic and made it more enjoyable for the judge Mm -hmm. because that judge like I understood that the judge was sitting there all day just listening to presentations of kids and so I'm like okay I need to spice it up I need to make it enjoyable for this person because that's what will make them remember me And then went and I had a suit. We wear suits for that. And so then I was like, okay, I got a suit. So I'm going to go work for men's warehouse. (laughs) And then at men's warehouse, there's these old men that would come in. Then young kids ordering tuxedos and for prom and then all different types of people, people getting married. And so there's this like large demographic of different people I was talking to. And that led me into being like, okay, I really love having conversations with people. Um, That's kind of how it got started. There's. Yeah. so much depth <laughs> and stuff there but
1: so you'd say your podcasts are more just conversational you wouldn't have like you know one specific informational topic that you'd want to discuss or just go more into like facts and science it's more of just like a conversation that like flows between people
0: I don't know I, I I love all of that stuff so I mean if you go back to the first ones that are on my audio for creative curious it's a very edited like experience based it was on like hit it's called hidden forces it's on spiritual warfare and i had uh pastor timothy atique from breakaway i had jordan howlton and then my buddy um josh macomb that uh, grew up in guatemala and so they got to see the different dynamics of spiritual warfare in different places and from different point of views and and, and that one was really enjoyable to make um, but it just takes a long time to produce that. I think I probably will produce more uh, episodes like that in the future. But I really enjoy just doing this and live streaming and talking. So
1: yeah. So for the now, it's just kind of like you're just enjoying the conversations. Yeah. But you're forced, like your future <laughs> idea of what you want to do is kind of get into presenting. Yeah. More of a.
0: Well, I don't, I don't really know. I what we talked about before. What I want this to turn into and what I'm going to be talking to. Uh, my buddy about on Tuesday about potentially being a co-founder is I want to launch all of this into more of a Christian publication or media hub so that multiple creators can be on this platform and website and then we can like kind of do in-depth stories on the characters, a character of people and how God has affected their character through their story and also just on different subjects like reaching kids through the internet uh, as far as with the gospel and um and then also like how to be the light of god in video game environments because you know with all this quarantine stuff going on it seems like that is the um that's where evangelism is going (laughs) to end up i don't know It just everything's going digital and it's kind of freaky to me and i think people are scared of it but you know as believers we just kind of have to embrace where the people are you know that we need to talk to and and come up with new innovative strategies in order to do that so that's kind of what the publication is going to be about like how do we um how do how do christians understand the 21st century and like be here and embrace technologies but also like don't get obsessed with and, and and mimic the things of the world and so
1: I definitely think it's a good idea just to like get a more like a head start on that because I think like a lot of people are just realizing now hey more online is kind of where this is going to Um, whether or not that's gonna like stay once you know all this is over up in the air but at least for now I think that's a really good like mindset to be so
0: how have you handled that like as far as I know uh, did you say you deleted your Instagram recently or what?
1: I didn't actually delete the, <laughs> like my account. I just deleted like all social media off of my phone so I was like mm. spending way too much time on like Snapchat, Instagram, Pinterest. so I just delete everything. I've <laughs> I've been like keeping an update on my like screen time you know how if you go in these settings on your phone you can see your screen time. I've been trying to keep it under an hour for like my weekly average. Mm. So this week I think it was like 51 minutes. And so that gives me a lot more time to just do other things like reading books or schoolwork, which I actually need to be Wait, doing.
0: Wait, an hour for the week?
1: No, 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 no. Hour <laughs> average <laughs> for the per day. day. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no. Gosh, I don't think no. <laughs> yeah. So. See, that's
0: funny to say because back in the day, no one even had phones, so like that wasn't even a hard thing to do. Like, oh, don't spend an hour on your what's well, a phone? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's weird. Like we found ourselves in this place where it's like so normal and it's like should it be normal that's the question i don't know
1: right when i think it also de- maybe depends on how you're using it so like if you're obviously like spending nine hours a day i mean i don't know just you know scrolling through instagram scrolling through twitter obviously that's not gonna be. but if you're like on it you know it's got the internet on it it's got you know people you can reach out to so you can stay connected with people you can like learn things through it so i think in that sense it's good but in the like mind numbing just kind of passing the time then that's kind of where we want to
0: so would you stick with like the create versus consume kind of model like i used to say this thing like the what you what i like what i would do and this is what i did mostly but i still saw it like affecting me because i recently deleted mine and uh i just have the podcast page and i I like i I already don't have enough time for stuff (laughs) and so it's like might as well open up some more time with with something that's not really beneficial, you know? Uh-huh. Um, but I used to do this thing with post and drop. It was like, post, don't look at anything that happens to that post afterwards. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I've done that for like my last two posts. I'm just like, I'm going to put this up because I really like these pictures, but I'm not actually going to delete it, you know, right yeah. afterwards.
0: <laughs> so how do you think, how has that been like changing that pattern of, just being on your screen the whole time, like, what has that done for you?
1: So, I actually think it's, like, brought me closer to God, to be Mm -hmm. honest, just because I was almost using that in a way to fill my time with, oh, I'm gonna, you know, talk to these people, I'm gonna, you know, communicate with these people, Um, and I was feeling, like uh, part of the reason why I deleted it was I felt like God was, like, hey, you're kind of, like, using this to you know get away from me almost because I'm like Mm. oh well if I'm like paying attention to something else I don't have to pay attention to our relationship and Mm. so I so once I deleted that I've like had more time on my hands not only to just like be in communication with God but also it's you know when you when you're on social media a lot you can't you can feel like almost like you know unworthy you compare yourself to others and it's just definitely wasn't good for me and God knew that which is why he was like maybe you should delete it you know (laughs) and so after I deleted it it's honestly been I thought it was gonna be like hard because I'm like I'll have nothing to do I don't know what I want to like you know but it's been like I'm finding like more exciting things to do I'm not feeling as like bad about myself yeah
0: and that's like a I think that's a unavoidable result regardless of who you are I think it's just takes being able to admit it to yourself if it's actually bad for you because people are like, oh, well, you know, I don't struggle with comparison on there. It's like, then why are you looking at Johnny's <laughs> post every day? You know, yeah. you're searching up your ex-girlfriend or something like right? that. Yeah, no. like, um, but for you, you're pretty like private person to begin with, I'd say. And you kind of have just like close niche or small circle, you mm-hmm. know, what, what do they say? Keep the circle small. Yeah. Well, squad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got, you know, my close friends. I don't super go out and, you know, have a bunch of people I talk to just and it's not because like I don't enjoy talking to people it's just that I you know times limited and if I'm going to be investing in a person I want to be able to give them my full like attention my full love like everything I don't want to be like like only keeping you because you're beneficial to me and you make me look like I have like lots of friends I don't know I just I want to make sure that like my relationships are really purposeful
0: yeah and you're pretty close with your roommates
1: Super close, yeah. <laughs> so, I've got um, Mariah, Lizzie, my two roommates. I've also We have also have a freshman roommate. She's lived with us for a year. I think she's going to be moving out at the end of the year, but they're all amazing.
0: And y'all just like randomly are like, okay, uh, tomorrow we're just going to drive nine hours to the middle of nowhere and just f- because.
1: Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. We definitely love to adventure. Um, it has gotten the better of us. Sometimes we'll just be like, we can do school later. We can just, this is an opportunity, you know, like the other day, not the other day, but like a few months ago, we saw some like really cheap plane tickets to Colorado. It was like a round trip ticket there and back for the day. And it was like 50 bucks. So we're like, well, I guess we're going to Colorado. And we're like, we can just skip classes, which is not good. I don't recommend it. (laughs) I do recommend it, (laughs) but maybe don't do it because it's bad.
0: (laughs) I'd I'd say do it because like, there's this book called, uh, what's it called four hour work week I think <laughs> <laughs> that's <what it's> called. <laughs> And you laugh but it's by this guy named Tim Ferriss he's actually originally from California but he moved to Austin which is my hometown um I think I tried to get an interview with him for like a long time uh because I have a mutual connection but it didn't happen that's okay um <laughs> I was back in the days of mindless millennials but uh what am I saying um
1: what am i saying talking about skipping class (laughs) oh yeah yeah
0: he talks about in the book like this family that took their kids out of school when they were in elementary school and they went and lived on a sailboat traveling from like island to island for like two years or something and he basically breaks down in the book that they actually came back smarter than and ahead of all the kids that were do uh, that were stayed in school, and most people are like, "Oh well, I couldn't take my kids out of school because they're going to miss their grades, they're going to mm-hmm. get fall behind." And it's like, I guess the question is, what does it really mean to fall behind? And like, where are we going? Like, <laughs> we, I saw this thing from Francis Chan. He was like, hey, "It's." I would recommend this video to anybody, but he just released it, and it's on his Crazy Love YouTube channel. And basically, he talks about just running and running and running he's running he's like yeah uh, the the way that hong kong children are raised is like you're taught that you have to be better than everybody else and you have to keep going and keep going and keep going and you gotta run fast so that you can get to college and so you can run faster so you can get your career so you can run even faster and then eventually you just die <laughs> it's like it's like what are we running for um yeah i don't know
1: I mean okay yeah I definitely agree with that like taking a, like take a break from school like you know explore the world like learn more about all that the question lies though like where where does where's the line between your commitments and responsibilities and going and doing those things you know
0: Yeah that's a good question I think it lies in our value system what are we valuing and like why are we doing what we are we like like if you've committed to college finish college Yeah right you know um i mean if you're a bill gates drop out of college i mean i th- I just i think our perspectives just may be off on like what matters in life and i think that's what this coronavirus thing is doing it's like showing us what matters and it's like spending time with the people you love like coming together and just living and and I, it just it brings everything into perspective and you can like walk down the street now and i know you're supposed to be in quarantine but know when people are at the park or you run into someone at the store you almost have this instant connection with them now because it's like they're more willing to talk to people because they're like oh wait we all might die (laughs) you know (laughs) so I don't know
1: (laughs) yeah so um totally going off rabbit trail right here (laughs) I know we
0: are so all over the place all over the place that's why (laughs) it's called what now (laughs)
1: Yeah. What's happening? (laughs) Um, You had earlier asked me about my roommate's situation. Mm. So I'm going to ask you because I know yours just recently changed. How have you been adjusting? What is your situation?
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, Yeah. So my oldest friend, Kyler Jackson, England, um, he used to live here and he recently moved out just because he wanted to stay more focused. He said, this house was too fun. And so... <laughs> and so Heaven cause, forbid. Well, because he would come in here and rap all the time. And he, I like let him use the studio whenever he wanted. And I was like, cool, that's cool. But apparently he was not getting his classwork done. As I was making all A's last semester. What's up? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's where that
1: commitment comes in. Hand, like... <laughs> hey.
0: Um Yeah, I've had to really up my commitment for school because I haven't always been that way. Because I'm like, oh, well, I learn more this way. And it's just... Uh, Serving in the little. Like no doing anything that like anything that you have signed up for or like school for like all your classes, knowing that it's not the professor that you're doing the work for, but it's God that you're doing the work for. Mm-hmm. You're doing everything to the best of your ability because you want to stand out and you want to be different than people. Like we're not supposed to be the same and that's why in, um uh, Paul says and I talked about this in a different video, Paul says, Do not conform to the ways of the world or do not copy or imitate the customs mm-hmm. of the people and usually the customs of a college student. Cheat, you know, uh skip class. Right. Don't <laughs> put your best effort <laughs> forward. And so that's kind of where that kind of what changed my heart on that a lot. But no, I love where I'm at right now. It's just me, and my sister, and been nice i keep keeping it cleaner than it was before (laughs) (laughs) so yeah yeah.
1: pretty fun i have nothing else to say (laughs) on this (laughs) matter.
0: but what what do you think spurred up that like sense of adventure in y'all that y'all want to like because i think now's the time to do stuff like that (laughs) because you're never going to be able to do it ever you know i mean i guess you could i plan to adventure the rest of my life i plan to go to every single national park If i can but
1: yeah no i definitely agree i think so me and lizzie were we both grew up in the military our dads were both in the air force Mm. and so we moved around a lot as kids and i think that might be part of it like kind of it's just ingrained in us just going from one place to another so when we're staying in one place for so long it's almost like let's go let's go like what can Mm. we do next um and also just just getting to see the world is amazing like every new place you like find something new like we when we were in colorado it was gorgeous like we went to the rocky mountains and jesus was just so evident like his Mm. create like because when you're stuck in one place you kind of just get used to it and you're like you're outside and you see the trees and you see the people and it's nothing you know you kind of just come numb to it but when you go other places it's like a refreshment of that and you're just like you get to see jesus like all again even though it's like those people who live there they're like this is nothing new but it's like just moving and seeing new things just is a refreshing for your eyes i guess mind i don't know
0: no like when we went to big bend it was just Anytime you get out in nature, and mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest things. You see it time and time again in the Bible. God brings people out to the wilderness in order to teach them things about Him. Yeah. And uh it's not always the most comfortable place to be. No, but I it's was so freezing rich.
1: every <laughs> night. <laughs> but it was good. Like, you woke up in the mountains, and, like, immediately mm. Jesus was brought to your mind. Like.
0: Yeah, especially that last night. It so was good. crazy. Worship and... Uh, the stars it's like we live in these places with all these light pollution and we can't see the stars often and we we almost never see them and we just go from like lit place into a car into another indoor place and we just kind of jump between those and we stay on our computers all the time and it's like no wonder we don't have a true perspective of what matters because we're not in the creation that we were intended mm-hmm. to be. We're in these like artificial boxes that we've created yeah. for ourselves. It's kind of like cages. It's like, no wonder the dog doesn't want to go in the pen at night, but we gladly go. in. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, it's I'm, like I, we've
1: made our own reality. Whereas God's like, this is what I have been. We're like, mm, but we're going to do this, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah. And back to the social media thing, it's like, we, um, Man, my train of thought is just off. I didn't take my <laughs> supplements today. <laughs> <laughs> Go to creativekerys.com, get your supplements. <laughs> <Plugged>. <laughs> <laughs> shameless. <laughs> no, seriously, there's a big difference between like my ability to think whenever I'm taking all my nutrients and not. Um, gosh, I, I completely forgot what I was saying.
1: Let's talk about your new website then.
0: Um I'm building it right now, so It's not I yet. got yeah, I got a few things to do. Some things changed changed in business wise, as far as who's involved and what's going on. But I got a meeting Tuesday with a buddy. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna name the buddy, uh, but he's potentially he might potentially become a co-founder. So we'll see. He's a great guy, super creative. Um, has done a lot of really cool things. So fun stuff. <laughs> What's a good topic for right now?
1: Well, I was actually going to say we decided to do this podcast because, we, well, one of the reasons we don't really know each other super well. Like, mm. we get along really well. We enjoy the time we spend together, but I don't think we know each other on, a, like, a deeper level. So, mm. we're going to ask deep questions. Are you okay. ready? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Um, question Rapid fire. One. Ready, Bailey? Yep. let's go. Greatest fear. Hmm.
0: Greatest fear. Well, I would say I'm pretty fearless as a person. Honestly, uh, but if I had to choose one, um, because I, I don't really have fear. The only, My greatest fear is the Lord Almighty. <laughs> like, I'm serious, though. Like, he has ultimate power to decide. Like, there's this one quote I heard recently from um, John Piper's new book that he just released. It's called Coronavirus in Christ, and uh, it's free. You can go to his website, Desiring God, and pick it up. I would recommend It's so good. John Piper is one of the wisest guys. I don't agree with all of his theology right on the map, but I mean, he's an 80-year-old pastor and he's just so so in tune with God. And uh, he said this quote, basically with God's ultimate sovereign reign, he was like, you are immortal until God's fulfilled His purpose through you like until your purpose in your life has been fulfilled, you won't die. It's up to God when you will die. And so if your purpose, the purposes that he has for you have not been fulfilled, then you will not die until that happens. And so that's kind of good to know because it's like, oh, well, I don't really have to live in fear of death until I know that my whole purpose has been fulfilled. Yeah. So I can kind of join into that. Because personally, you know, with my a uh, few years back, my cousin died of a four-wheeler accident and it just showed me that there is a time where and 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 I want to say this is as much care as possible for any of his family or just like for for my own heart is like yes I think mourning is appropriate for when someone passed away but I think the biggest thing that I saw from that is there's like an appropriate time for God to still be good and take someone's life and because I saw how many lives that he affected thousands of people like he went to Liberty Hill High School and like thousands of people rallied for his like funeral and, and all of this stuff and rallied behind him because they saw how precious of a person he was like, he wasn't the coolest, he wasn't the fastest, he wasn't the best at sports, but he never hurt a fly. You know, he's the kindest person there ever was. And nobody realized that until he passed away. Nobody saw, like, oh, that's what life's about. Mm-hmm. It's not about being the coolest or the best or the most popular or this or that, having accolades or whatever. It's, it's about how did... That you make the c- people closest to you feel like how positively did you affect the people closest to you and um so yeah i don't know if that was from your question biggest fear yeah uh, well I and
1: i think there is a difference between like fear is like fearful but like fear also is in reverence so i think mm. your fear of god it, it's not a fearful you're not afraid of what he can like what he will do because you know he's good yeah um so like, great answer, but also, it does, I don't think it touches on the, like, the fearful side of it. I mean, yeah. fearful, I guess it could be either, but, you know, like, the yeah. afraid kind of.
0: I know. think every time, uh, this question's good, because it's can be looked at a couple of ways, like, if you want to know what my, kind of, maybe something that would be my base fear that I haven't overcome through my relationship with Jesus, we could talk about that. But like the thing to note is that anything that we're feeling or anything that we feel like is wrong in our heart can be overcome mm-hmm. by the cross itself, and it's just accepting that and accepting God to come in and heal it up. Because sometimes you have to face the things that you fear, or you have to walk with God and say, "Hey, like, okay, I'm gonna let you come in and fix this stuff." And a lot of the times, Him fixing it is Him taking you back through it and saying oh see this is what you've ignored this is what you've buried and i want to reveal this to you so that we can work on work through it and and remove it yeah and i think the biggest thing for me was a scar that i've had is just this uh this wanting to be accepted or like i guess i guess revered maybe a good word like revered for who i actually am and not what i've done like, will people accept me if I'm not the best version of myself all the time? And so that I guess would be a fear. Okay. W- what about you? What's your oh biggest we're fear? Asking me too. We <laughs> yeah. <really> love that. <laughs>
1: um, but mine's not going to be as really cool and theoretical <laughs> as yours. <laughs> it's pretty basic. Um, well, and and actually, like I've actually been feeling a little better about like. So it used to be a really big fear of mine was like, what if I like end up alone? Cause my, mm. like a deep desire in my heart for a while was I want to get married. Um, and if I'm not like, what is my purpose here on life almost? But like just recently God's been like, you're, first of all, you're never alone, which is like, yeah, I, mm. I know that God, but also I want to, you know? Um, but no, just recently it hasn't been, you know, as much of like a, like as a f- fear, even like when I think about it, I used to be like, I hope that doesn't happen. But now if I think, oh, if I end up alone, I'm like, honestly, that's fine. Mm. Like if that's what happens, that's. You know what's gonna happen
0: yeah that's something i've been kind of thinking about a little bit more lately is like with all of this things going on it seems like the day of the lord is closer than ever <laughs> and you even see people posting like they feel like it's coming and and i would agree you know i i th- i think it's pretty close you know And uh, they're talking about all these new vaccines. And so, I don't know. This is crazy. I'm not (laughs) even going to get into all of that. I do have opinions uh, about (laughs) all of that. I study these things. Um, So, if you want to hear, please (laughs) comment and we'll do another (laughs) podcast on it. Or we could get into it eventually, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it's like, well, if that is so close, and it says, like, in the age to come for eternity, there won't be, like, people won't be married like I think it says that and and I don't know exactly where you can correct me if I'm wrong but I'm pretty sure that's a fact Um, it's like okay well does it matter too too much like should I be so should I be focused on bringing people in and saving people's eternal souls or should I be spending a lot of time you know getting married and it even says in the that these times will be like the times of Noah and people will be getting married and taking in marriage and getting married uh, up until when the flood comes Mm -hmm. or what came, and now when the day of the Lord. Like, literally people that aren't saved will just be getting married and be – like, basically what it means is, like, they'll be pursuing their life here on earth when they are, like, neglecting what's actually going on. And I'm not saying marriage is bad. Like, obviously I have that desire too. But it's just something I've been thinking about a lot more.
1: Yeah. Well, and then you've got, like, you know – God created Eve for Adam. So, like, obviously, it's good, and that's in his intention, in his intention. But at the same time, you've got, like, Paul, who says, if you can help it, you know, don't marry, because that can be a hindrance if you're focusing too much on that instead of on God. So I think it really does depend on your perspective of it and... You know, like yeah. what, I'm not going to say like whether or not it's meant for you because like you can make anything work depending on yeah. what your where your heart is at.
0: Yeah, I think one thing to note, with Paul, is like he was talking to the Ephesians or no to the Corinthians. And so you can take out like meaning for us now, but he wasn't saying that to all people of all time. Right. He was talking to the Corinthians and like the problems that were going on in that time. And he's like, hey, if you want to fix these problems, these are ways that you can fix it pretty sure it was the corinthians um and so that's what he's like talking to them about and so it's like a lot of us we we read the bible we're like oh that is for everybody he's talking directly to all people of all time and that's not how the bible was written um but yeah i think one one of the things too that these times like make i saw this uh it's horrible I saw this like me- meme that was like all these like pregnant girls in bathing suits there's <laughs> like this is what this summer is going to look like because everybody's stuck inside <laughs> I, know. <No. laughs> I know it's horrible but I, I you know I think on that topic is it do do you think we were too particular about things like back in the day marriage was like a courting process and it was a business transaction between two families mm-hmm. and that's why you got married and now we're like it's it's a much more like about romance and stuff. And I think that's how it's supposed to be. But do we have like a false idea of what particularly we should look for in a person? I don't so know. I
1: think that false idea would come in when you're placing all the emphasis of your marriage on like the feeling of love. Mm. Whereas like back then, you know, they got married and they chose to love. Mm. Um, so it's OK to like look for someone who like you're like. I already have these feelings for but it's not okay to like when those feelings go away be like okay like no you know Mm. like it's your choice to live so you can pick someone that you know you can be married to someone that you don't really like search out for and like all this stuff it can be like an arranged marriage and still end up being like a good um honoring to god marriage because Mm. of the way you are choosing to act in that relationship
0: yeah yeah and i've always wondered like do we sometimes hyper spiritualize things when we're like god tell me who it is (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) Because, like, he's like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm not going to just pick one specific person, and if you never marry her, then you're screwed. Like, no. Nah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's such a confusing thing, because I would like to think that God has someone picked out, and that's what my grandma's always said. So, <laughs> I don't know. I got to trust grandma. <laughs> <laughs> you got to. You know, it's grandma. <laughs> All right. What's, what's question number two? All right. So, I just
1: want you to know I have not prepared these I questions. <laughs> they're just... We haven't prepared
0: anything, not. and I think it's, like, pretty apparent in this pretty episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> pretty obvious. Um... Question number two. Yeah. Um, what is your, um, your perception on regrets?
0: On regrets? No regrets.
1: Ra- no regrets. <laughs> 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 like, I wouldn't add, like, not like what's your biggest regret, but like, as far as like regrets are concerned, what do you like think about like having them? Like, are mm. they good? Can they help you? Are they bad? Can you, you know, what, what are your thoughts on them?
0: No, I don't think they're helpful. Never. No. Uh, You can regret in the moment that you've done something and then repent from it, but I think long-term regret is just a lie from the enemy saying that, like, it's like, where do we get our value? Like, are we valuing in what people think about us or what we think about ourselves, or we thinking, or are we valuing what God says? Because God says, once you repent, turn away, He literally forgets that even happened. And do we trust that? Do we think that? Do we trust that God actually forgets? The wrong things we've done and he sees us with a pure eyes and heart and i'd say yeah because god is good you know yeah. he's not this mul- malicious you know man in the sky <laughs> like he loves us and wants to get to know us and he wants to walk us through he's like a good father so like if we if we do something wrong yeah he's gonna show us what we did wrong and he's gonna give us that conviction but that's a gift because it'll bring us out into a place of like hurting ourselves and into a place of where he designed us to be which will lead to fullness of joy yeah and so regret nah don't <laughs> do that <laughs> exactly. yeah. Great, point. Great
1: strategy. i'm also out of questions so if you question have one. number
0: three off the top of your head uh, i i'll come up with one uh, let's see uh what do you think about what we're doing right now this is kind of i am
1: having a fun time yeah i think it's fun i think we should um, do it more often yeah as far as um we should
0: make it a rebecca bailey segment like it's just like a separate segment
1: maybe if we planned it out more (laughs) Um, i just (laughs) well i think this is really fun but i'm thinking the poor people who are watching this they're like man these guys have no idea what they're doing nah
0: nah they like it (laughs) (laughs) i mean if they're watching now at this point this far in they have to love us right well and if not it's not for them
1: i'm doing this because i'm having a good time so honestly it's their choice whether they want to watch or not i'd be now to do more podcasts because it's fun for me well
0: i think one of the reasons people like the long form conversational podcast is because they are like sitting in the room with us they get to be a part of the conversation and so the, th- the thing about these kind of podcasts where you don't have, like, this planned structure. It's not, like, an executive. Like, I've done podcasts like that. And mm-hmm. i probably, you know, we'll do similar podcasts. Like, when Tyler comes on, I'm going to do, you know, I'm probably just going to ask him a lot of questions. It's not going to be like this. Uh, but that's the thing. You get, this is dynamic. You get something new every time. And you get little, you know, spots of glory, little spots <laughs> of gold, too.
1: Maybe there'll be a good moment in this <laughs> one.
0: <laughs> No, I, you know, it's like, you got to look at it in the positive. I'm a, more of a cup full type person. The cup is cup always full. full. It's always <laughs> Not full. half empty, not <laughs> half full. It's all the way full. Yeah, it's overflowing, especially yeah. if we receive, you know. Mm,
1: from the Lord.
0: I, I think I'm pretty uh, philosophical in nature, <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, um, we're always... Oh. oh, sorry. I didn't no, mean to cut you off. Go ahead,
1: go <laughs> ahead. Um, So in lieu of, I actually don't even know what that word means. It just sounded fancy to me. So I'm not going to use it because I don't think it's what I'm trying to say. No, I think it does. I think it works. Well, I was going to (laughs) say, so since, again, I can't, I'm so repetitive in this, but this is mainly just so we can get to know each other more. Um, Let's do it. uh, So can you tell me a little bit? I don't know if you ever shared your testimony on here before, but.
0: Really? You want to hear that?
1: maybe just a short version oh or a long version honestly whatever you want to do this is this is up to your interpretation oh of the question goodness.
0: but it's about to get it raw i'm ready <laughs> man you really want to know
1: i mean yeah <laughs> but also like if you're uncomfortable don't oh
0: don't, that's like, it's a long conversation it. okay well, we'll, we'll talk about it i got to know jesus when i was three years old like and it was like an intimate thing like i understood it because my grandma it's like it's so weird how different people like it's it's like the sowing the seed analogy like good soil versus like rocky soil and like the seeds can can land but if it's not in good soil it's not going to get deep roots and grow and suffice to say when i was a kid i was like pure soil (laughs) like with everything you know um I just absorbed things and really took it seriously and, like, looked at the world around me with such awe and observed it. And and knowing God at such a young age made, and also being so aware of the environment around me, made everything so rich and, like, great. But that also made it to where when someone would do something, like a kid would do something mean to me or bad to me, it would, like, hurt me a lot because... I wasn't only aware of all the good things, but the bad things were very real to me. And that's still how it is with me. I'm like, you have this wide spectrum of being able to experience life and emotion and feeling. And and I can discern when I go into a room and all this stuff. But if you go into a room with bad energy, you're going to know it and you're not going to want to be there. But you're going to really be able to experience a a really uh, fun place with someone. Uh, when when you are so there's that kind of dual thing. It's like you have a big calling, but that's also difficult. And I think many times we look at position. I've talked about this before, but look at position in life as like if you're higher up, that's better inherently or more important. But that's not actually how it works. It's like position doesn't determine worth or doesn't determine how good something is. Like you see. Time and time again, these huge CEOs with like millions of dollars and they have no soul. They literally like hate their life, but they have everything everybody sees and and they, they want and desire. You see that time and time again, how some of the most insecure people are the most good looking people or have the best, like, you know, uh, upbringing or stuff like that, or like, you know got everything given to them or whatever it is um so like started out really young and and we kind of talked about this on my my podcast with uh Jax and Tara um I (laughs) just kind of was so fascinated with the world around me that I would like realize that I could do something and so I would do it and (laughs) so like literally before I was three climbed the big fence in my backyard and like jump over it like would literally hang over I just like understood height and like how to leverage my that's safe body weight it (laughs) probably (laughs) wasn't (laughs) but I never fell and and uh, I can climb anything still but I was always I was still afraid of heights like I've always been afraid of height or like I'm not afraid of heights but they like they spook me sometimes
1: so like don't like heights but you chose to climb mm-hmm. higher
0: yeah yeah i really liked monkey bars too <laughs> <Childhood>. <laughs> but uh anyway fast forward um through middle school really got into youth camp went to youth camp every year got into youth group and church and and uh got baptized after youth camp and was really on fire for god Uh, you know knew him well as much as a middle schooler can you know and um, someone say that's a more pure relationship than we have now but there's an ebb and flow of wisdom versus relationship and getting back to that place or who you are when you're young like I have pictures up of me when I was really young because I want to look at that and be like oh reminder that's who I am it's not this person or like construct of what I have around me or social status that makes me who I am. It's the pureness of creation, which I was in that pure personality that I had when I was young.
1: Yeah, like and that's the faith in the wonder of like a child, but just like with the intellect. So you're not, you know, neglecting that, but you're also not staying in that n- a little less knowledgeable state where you're like, you're still growing, but you're still holding on to that like pure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. M- many of us know the, the, saying or the the verse you must be like a child to enter the kingdom of god there's jesus what jesus is saying when the pharisees are like no no don't let these little kids around him he's like you guys are missing it you're 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 these are the people that are getting Mm -hmm. in here like you have to be like them pure of heart and like that's what i was talking about with stefan and in a lot of episodes it's like in these times we we shouldn't be ignoring what's happening we need to really dive into our deep heart and say, are we valuing people as creations of God or are we valuing them from a, a perspective in which we've created for ourselves? And like, because on the day of the Lord, when everything is revealed, people are going to know and God's going to know. and. And it's going to be open about yeah. how you felt about people right. and whether you slandered them in your mind and behind your back or you saw them and was like, oh, well, you know, you had empathy or you had joy that they were succeeding or you saw someone succeeding and you're like, I hate that person because I'm not them, you know, mm-hmm. with really no idea or context of like what's really going on in their right. lives. And uh, many times we jump to conclusions and stuff like that. But um, so... The tail end of middle school, about eighth grade, I had a buddy that, one of my friends, his older brother was the soccer captain of our high school that was right next door. And so this, this guy plays professional soccer now. He, uh, in like the state championship, he scored a hat trick, which was the only three goals scored the whole time. So he's like a G when it comes to soccer. Like he was good. Which meant he was, like, the most popular guy at sure. the high school. And I think he might have been a senior whenever we were in eighth grade. And so he... Uh, one, one time I would stay at their house during the summers. And I think one time his, like, dad was gone or something. And so he threw a party. And then that's when I was, like, introduced to partying or whatever. And to a middle school kid you know, like these, I didn't really understand it at the time, but like the, like high school people that saw these like middle schoolers there, I didn't know that we even looked that much different, but they thought it was funny and fun that we were there so young or whatever. So they like included us more in the festivities, (laughs) whatever. And, um, so that's, I kind of got introduced to that. And then going into high school was like around, uh, My friend groups that were athletes and stuff and like more popular kids and it you know partying was a thing and so kind of fell into that area and then you know uh, a year passed by and one of uh, one of my friends he uh, introduced me to marijuana me and and I I was always I, I was always taught like don't do that like don't Uh, don't like it's more it's more significant than alcohol and you know when you're in high school it's like experimental thing you're trying to figure out who you are and I kind of like left God behind for that time period and was like really just kind of pursuing anything that I thought would make me happy or like would be fun or something like that and it's pretty common Like now in the world, Um, but back then it was like Instagram and stuff. Like you kept everything off of there. Like you didn't put anything of you like partying or anything like that on Instagram. It was like seeing like oh this is a permanent thing. Once you put it on the internet, everybody's gonna see it. But now it's like so common for everybody to put anything on the internet, and it's getting like up. It's getting crazy. Um, but back then, it was very hidden. It was like everybody, you were like the golden kid at school, but you would go with your friends and party and, you know, drink afterwards. And then, so kind of got peer pressured and just smoking with like a group of my friends. And we, like a bunch of us had never done it before, so we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> we were staying over at my friend Cole's house. And we like, I don't know, it just, it was a crazy experience for me. Like, it was like, it wasn't good, and that eventually led me into doing other types of, uh, you know, kind of more mind-altering substances, and I didn't treat them like people usually would. Like, most kids, like, oh, it's just to do something fun, but I realized these things would give me new ideas and new insights into, like, reality around me and would advance me further. And so I started using these things as like a hack for real life. And it sounds crazy and funny, but turns out what I was doing was not of God. Like using these things in this way, I thought, oh, since I'm not just like destroying my mind or like, you know, just getting wasted, like this is okay because it's like benefiting me. It's like advancing me further, giving me new ideas, new thoughts, and new skills. Like, and it um, turns out what I was probably doing, doing these like, you know, psychedelic substances or whatever they, yeah, you know, whatever you want to call them, mind altering stuff like these drugs that aren't good. I was connecting with something that wasn't of God. And I remember this moment when I realized what I was doing was probably witchcraft. It's probably some form of like demonic like thing. It's like God has intended us to be sober minded and stay in connecting with him. And he wants to take us on a path. He He has like this ideal path. And I think what those did was they showed me a path that looked desirable, like one of fame, like literally they would let me see like into the future sometimes and like give me insight of like, oh, what my life could be. And. It was like fame, money, like all this stuff, like like uh, social status, like following, all this stuff. And it just took one moment of God saying, laying it out for me and saying, hey, look at what this is doing. It's like you were going to go down this path and get everything you thought you wanted, but you're going to be miserable once you get there. You're going to realize that you left what truly will satisfy you behind, which is me. And you have a choice right now. To turn from that and, and move f- forward towards me and I just came to this point where I kind of got freaked out because I started seeing like these and I can't believe I'm even saying this on the internet I don't even think I've ever shared this but that's fine people need to hear this I think I probably shared it on someone else's podcast or something but uh I kept seeing these like crows around me and it freaked me out and uh I was like what is going on and um like a few nights before i'd taken this substance that was unlike any other thing that i had ever done before um because most of it was just in my head but this one it like made stuff in real life happen that shouldn't have happened and it was crazy because i met people and then like i'd still known them so it wasn't like i woke up and it was just like all fake it was like I met new people that I probably shouldn't have met in the way that I had met them, and I still could call, like, text them or call them. And so I met this guy named Darius. And a couple of days that night, and then a couple days later, I kept seeing these crows. I'm like, "What is going on? This is freaking me out. I don't like this at all." And like even during that night, I pulled up in the Bible because we had decided we we're gonna like become rappers and we we're gonna pursue this. And God just, you know, God's always been there. He's been protecting me. And I, luckily, right? And uh, he's just tugging at my heart. He's like, yeah, if you're going to do this, and I pull up the Bible to, uh, I, I forget where it's, where it's at exactly. I think it's in First Corinthians, actually. It's like, if you speak tongues of men and angels and have the powers to move mountains, but do not have love, you're a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And I was like, this is where it's at. If we're going to do this, if we're going to make rap music, we have to do it with love. Because we're going to be a noisy gong and a clanging symbol if we're not. It's going to be pointless. And I'm like bringing scripture into this. And um, and so a couple days pass, and I keep seeing these crows. And I like sit down and, and like I'd seen them like all day for the last two days. And I, they are just freaking me out because they were looking at me in some weird way. And then I sit down in my living room and I see out the back window, which is a door. And I see this like crow just land like right as soon as I sit down and just literally just turns and goes just looks straight at me I'm like okay this is not this is not funny business like this is like because up until that point like you know with peer pressure and everything it was like it's always like oh this isn't that big of a deal like none of this like it's just you know it's whatever you're gonna you know you're fine like it's not hurting you physically so it's fine and i realized and got convicted in that moment like what i've been doing is wrong and um this like pursuit of self-glorification and knowledge and 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 money and and fame is like it's meaningless really and so i just i got freaked out and i my heart started beating after i see that because you see these crows following you and weird stuff like that you want to get away like you, you run to God, right? Mm-hmm. And I pull up in my Bible to a random page, and the first thing I read is, in the year of Darius. What? And I'd never met this guy before. I met him like two days ago that was named Darius. And I'm like... And that's when my heart really started beating. It says they were melting rings and gold and stuff to make idols and worship these idols. And God was furious because they were giving in to their own ways, their own desires, like all this stuff. And I'm like, what the heck have I been doing? And just fall to my knees and start repenting. And uh, yeah. And one thing to note is like a week before that, my aunt and my grandma randomly drive here from waco so it's like a two hour drive or something like that they didn't tell me they were coming or anything like that and they just drive (laughs) and they they show up and i'm like what the heck and they were like yeah we just felt led by the lord to come see you and um my my aunt she had been a missionary in like different parts of africa and stuff like that for a long time and so she um is like very discerning of like spirits and spiritual things that are around and she was like i feel like there's some like demonic forces around you and have you ever tried to like cast them away from you like and i was like i'm just like, what is she thinking like i don't know what like are you kidding me like what Yeah, this lady's crazy (laughs) and uh, she's like you want to pray i was like sure let's let's pray about it let's you know sure sure and like nothing happened of course i'm like cool and she's like is there any reason like um is there any reason like they could stay like are you allowing them to stay and i was like nah with knowing that in a week i was about to you know partake in this substance called peyote and (laughs) like i knew that And so that's the reason that it could stay. And it's so, you know, it's just crazy. You know, I hope that this, you know, brings whoever is watching this, like some insight and like, know that these things aren't okay. And like, they should repent for them and know that if you have, you know, partaken in marijuana or anything like that, or partied or whatever, that God still loves you. And he wants to free you from any of that lifestyle. And so he wants to bring you back to like a pure place with him on your path. Um, but, like, my heart is beating, and I, like, just drop to my knees, and I'm repenting. And then her voice, like, pops in my head of, like, is there any reason they should stay? I'm, like, oh, this is scary. This is freaky. Yeah. And I start commanding these forces away. Like, I literally, I'm, like, in the name of Jesus, and I'm yelling and screaming it. So, I like, we are just praying. It was, like, before, and it was, like, I wasn't actually serious about it. But at that point, I had all this conviction. I was scared. I, I didn't know what to do. And I started commanding with yelling like at the top of my lungs for these things to leave. And I literally felt them leave. Like I felt them leave. They had to leave because I was actually serious about it. I was actually saying it with authority that I had because before this, like without, with knowing that I was still going to live in this sinful state, I had no authority, you know, yeah. I had to really call upon the authority of God to, you know, be able to, and so after that, I was like freaked out. I was like, okay. I called my grandma. I'm like, grandma, I'm coming over. Can't really tell you why, but I'm coming. And so I came over there and uh, stayed there for a couple of days and told them everything that happened. And I just was like, yeah, this is what been happening. And like, you know, usually you hide those things. But at this point, I was like, all this happened. I'm just going to tell, you know, tell them. And, um, after that went back to Austin and on the way there, I, or like before I left, I, you know, was going to miss life groups. So I texted, um, I, I was, I texted the pastor of Antioch Austin, JD Griffin. And I was like, Hey, is there any life groups going on? You know, I'm not in Antioch Austin, but you know, I, I want to be in these life groups. And he's like, Yeah here's andrew's number you text andrew he's now the college pastor but he was the um youth pastor i think back then and end up texting him and he sets me up a life group And then i spend like the summer there um just really involved and god like literally captured my heart then and so it's it's really i think what to get out of my testimony and it's because i'm pretty like on fire for god now like i want his like that's what this podcast is about i want him to be known and i want people to know that there's a way out of like the a dark place that they're in now but i think um the biggest thing is like because i was so young whenever i accepted jesus and i knew him the enemy knew he couldn't like get me in like the typical ways in which he usually gets people with like addiction alcohol like these little like sins that rile up and like take people's lives and confuse them i was super i was hyper aware so he tried to get me through the spiritual lens he tried to open spiritual doors that shouldn't have been opened or or take me down a different path of confusing and seeing oh like i see how to get him he he probably wants to be powerful and like all this stuff and and um yeah kind of just going down that route and so uh you know there's a there's a lot more there to share but that's pretty much my testimony and then after that um I had really bad acne issues it all started going away uh I had bad body dysmorphia where I'd look in the mirror and I'd see like a different person I'd be like oh you're so ugly like all this stuff completely went away in a moment so it was like all these like spiritual lenses were going over my eyes and so so many times people can have like mental health issues and not even know that it's like a spiritual issue that is happening and they just need to get with God and call upon that authority in which they, he has given them. Um, even if they are Christian, they can still have this, like, they can't be like possessed or like have anything like that, but they can be oppressed. There can still be these things that you're allowing to stay there just because you haven't called upon the authority. Yes, God's going to protect you. Um, but you know, don't, don't wait for, you know, don't wait to pray over your house. don't wait to pray over the places you go and stay in prayer i I would suggest that for anybody, so yeah, so that's kind of my testimony and now uh youth leader at Antioch and uh um 'cause youth was the one of the most impactful things for me back in the day, and it's crazy, I never thought I would be a youth leader, and here I am, and then uh yeah, so oh. love God,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for that like that's scary being that vulnerable yeah on the internet (laughs) but yeah no thanks so much um i I was gonna say something i was gonna say something oh when you were talking about like yeah like you know pray to god to like you know cast those things out because those are sometimes spiritual things sometimes you don't even know they're going on you know sometimes you don't even realize like if you're looking in the mirror and you're seeing this like sometimes you're not you're not like oh i'm i'm seeing myself it's just like you know, so it's, like, even good to be, like, God, like, whatever I'm seeing that, like, I don't even realize, like, yeah. know, can, like, take that away, too.
0: Well, I think m- most of the time, our idea, because we, we feel like we have been, we are advanced in the 21st century, <laughs> we're like, oh, yeah, well, science says this. And so, you know, we don't really have to, we know how that works. Yeah. I uh, beg to differ. You don't really understand all the things. It, the Bible says it. We do not fight against flesh and blood enemies but against the rulers and the authorities in heavenly places. This is a dark age. There's things that go on around us. There's spiritual warfare that is happening all the time. And I think that's why I started this podcast out with that, because when I was talking to Josh McComb, and he's, he's, he's one of the best men of God I've ever met. But when I was talking to Josh McComb, he's talking about, cause he spent the first 18 years of his life in Guatemala. He's talking about how it's very known that like witchcraft and all this stuff is real. Like, and this stuff happens because there's warlocks and all these people that curse people and do all these things. And, um, and he says, yeah, it's, but when you come to America, it's all hidden. It's all like, Oh, well, you're just weird. If you talk about that, like, but we, we have to know that, you know, most of the problems that we're having you know globally like even like these are spiritual battles like they all like that's why we need to s- keep praying like prayer especially in this coronavirus stuff like we need to be praying for this like non-stop
1: yeah when i want to say one thing on on prayer i used to have like this issue where i'm like okay well like if you know god's plan is going to happen anyways why do i need to pray or you know if yeah. you know like what point is it to pray other than like okay i'm gonna get closer to god but like my prayers don't make a difference you know um and i was recently talking to my roommate um both my roommates about it but um lizzie was having like the same thing and we were both just like what's the point you know like i'm gonna keep doing it because i i want to be in communion with god but like i'm not expecting anything to come from it um and then she was reading this uh i i can't remember where it was um but there's this passage where god's like hey you know, telling one of his, like, people to tell this king, I don't even know if he's a king, this dude, he was like, yeah, so you're gonna die, um, and so he tells the dude, and the dude's like, like, God, no, like, I've been faithful to you, like, why, and he was like, praying to God, he's like, I'm, like, not ready to die, and God changed his mind, like, he heard his prayers, and he's like, I'm gonna give you 15 more years, and it's like, God literally said that yeah. he was going to die, like, that, you know, week or whatever it yeah. was, it was, like, a short period, and his prayers changed God's mind, so, like, yeah. that's just really like, crazy to think that, like, our, he, not only does he hear our prayers, but they move him, like, you know, it's, like, he, like, he heard, and he was, like, moved with, like, compassion, like, he actually does change due to, like, what we're, like, pleading with him for.
0: Yeah, and I think one other thing to understand about that is, like, yes, like, I think a lot of our prayers are ministering to God's heart, because if you look at priests, a lot of people don't know this, is priest's initial, like their primary thing was to minister to God, not necessarily minister to other people. Like Adam's yeah. role, Adam was like the first priest and the garden was like the first temple and his role was to minister to God. Like it wasn't, you know, and he was known as a priest, even though there wasn't other people. He was supposed to minister to God and that's what's really cool. But also when we have the Holy Spirit and just in general, anybody like <laughs> um, is... Our words have power. And so when we pray for things, we're measuring out some of God's power that he's already entrusted us to those causes. So it's like, oh, I want to measure out to my family. Oh, I want to measure out to uh, the coronavirus cause or to support the nation or whatever, Mm -hmm. like to to um, people to get to know Jesus like you're actually using power that god has already entrusted you beforehand so it's not all like asking god to do something but god has entrusted you with the ability to speak words and has given your words power the power of life and death is found within the tongue yeah. and so to know that oh everything we say has power so
1: yeah
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> you to wrap this sucker up or what
1: yeah let's do it let's do it should i play some outro music guys uh, <laughs>
0: About you want to say any last things about what all we talked about? Because um, <laughs> I just talked for a long time about my testimony. I'm already playing the music. Okay, see Too you later. Late. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thanks, guys, for joining us. I hope
0: that ministers of people heart. Yes. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Yep.